Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 31 today. Bit later in the week than usual because we've had stuff going on because of the busy people we are. But I'm once again joined by Madeline and Dad. Hope you're both doing well. Thank you. Hello. Yes. And we've also brought back Carl for the first time this season. He's been away, but we felt this was this was an important episode to get him on. So, Carl, how are you doing, sir? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, so we've got some plenty of stuff to discuss. We've got some results last week. We've got some games coming up. And we've also got some more activity in the transfer window, which we've we've all wanted and we're hoping for. So that'll be something positive to to end the episode with. But unfortunately we're not starting with the positives because Last Friday didn't go to plan. We lost against Brentford in admittedly difficult circumstances, which I'm sure we'll get into. But let's start off with you, Dad, because I know you definitely weren't happy about what you saw last week. Where did it where did it go wrong? Well, it went wrong from the minute we walked out. I don't know what had gone on with the Bamiang and Lacazette. Um I have this slight worry about Callum playing at right back, especially if you're going to play him at right back and you've got Mari in the team, I'm, I'm not convinced. T- Tierney, yep, I was, I was happy with. Ben White got bullied around a bit. Um, I think I'd have, been, I'd have been tempted to start with play three, three at the back and do something slightly different he went with what he went with we didn't actually look up for the fight we looked good when Saka came on Smith Rowe looked quality all the way through a couple of times he just took the ball but they'd worked a plan out which was stop the ball the minute Xhaka gets the ball close him down quickly you got no party and then you've got I felt sorry for Balogun I'm pleased in one way he's He's made his debut, but it wasn't the best of days for him up there on his on his own. And with Chambers playing, and he was it was rabbits in the headlight time for him. Pepe got the ball, looking for someone to make a little overlap, maybe take the second defender away, and that wasn't happening. So. Um, and if I talk about the second goal, I really no idea what was going on. But the goalkeeper needs to take a serious look at himself, and the rest of them need to look at themselves as well for letting the ball bounce. Never mind the goalkeeper, but letting the ball bounce in your six-yard box, and then two of them, two of them could have scored. And then it, the only good thing was they nearly pushed each other out of the way to get to it. So, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of good in it, Matthew. No. Um, you've mentioned the goals there. Well, I think we're still in shock as to how we conceded them. Um, Carl, we, I think I described them as Arsenal goals to concede, especially the second one. I mean... How can you let a long throw bounce in the box like that? 
I, I, I think we saw the colours that Brentford were wearing and thought we was playing Stoke because we froze. <laughs> it was just, it was just like watching this, you know, long, you know, a long throwing. I mean, I don't know what Lane was doing. I'm sorry, but there's no excuse. Afterwards, he's moaning that, you know, after the ball's gone back, he's moaning at the ref. Well, you do that when the ball's coming across. You'll have a fall over bringing the player with you because the player's got hold of you. Or alternatively, you go through him to get the ball. Yeah, because you're a goalkeeper and goalkeepers get away with that. He done neither. He just just stood there and became a sideshow, became blameable. And he was culpable, in my opinion, but the first as well, because getting beat at the near post, getting beat at the near post when the shot across the goal really wasn't on. It was the only place he could put it, and he happened to put it through Chambers' legs. Um, it wasn't his best day. I feel for Balogun. Fourth choice sent forward. I think there's a bit of an excuse there for the uh, going forward. We've got our fourth choice centre forward playing. I don't think many clubs could cope with that. It, it makes it difficult. But you expect the other players to step up a little bit. And quite frankly, they show Brentford showed more heart than we did uh, pretty much throughout the team. The only excuse is I, I thought the central midfield wasn't too bad for Arsenal. Smith Rowe was a level above anything else we had on the show. Saka, when he came on um, from uh, pre-season, has done really well. Uh, you know, and I, I could, I, I could, you know, Tierney done okay and all that. And, and Pepe, frustrating as he was, never stopped showing for the ball. But what, what your dad said was right. He didn't really have anyone. He didn't have that overlapping player. So he always had two or three on him. And uh, he, he didn't stop trying. So that was a positive, I suppose. But yeah, ultimately... Bloody frustrating. So Arsenal, the whole lot, the two goals, just everything about it. And just when you think you've got enough central defenders to get away with anything, we go back to what we've been like for the last 15 years, it seems. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That that second goal certainly showed going backwards drastically. It was, as you said, Guy, it was like haunting of Rory Delap shadowing over the defence for you Madeline is that a lack of coaching or just individual mistakes I, I'd really like to think it's not a lack of coaching because then what the hell have they done all pre-season um, because it's not like the long throws were something new to Brentford and that did Ethan Pinnock take the throw Matthew no it wasn't Forest Green's Ethan Pinnock was I it not it was but it was but... one of the other ones it's not, it's not a new factor in their in their um sit way of playing. We nabbed their set peaks coach a few years ago. Um and they haven't changed their set pieces since. I felt like whilst on the topic of set pieces, we we missed an opportunity. They send all their players up for corners. So we thought we'd send all ours back. Well, if we'd put a bloke on the halfway line, when the ball got cleared, he was through on goal and we decided not to do that. If a bloke hits it on the volley from the edge of the box, then do you know what? You're not going to stop it anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt, I did feel a bit for, you're saying you felt, felt a bit for Balogun, and I felt a bit for Ben White because it looked like he was trying to do three people's defending whilst trying to cope with sideshow Bob in goal. So, um it was sort of 
oh, look, I've got some defending to do. I've got to cover the other centre-half. I've probably got to cover the right-back, which he did do really well for the first goal, but then everyone else decided to not bother covering him. Um, also, whilst trying to sort of play a deep-lying playmaking role um, as they mark Xhaka out the game, um, I quite liked the look of Lukonga. He, you know, he didn't set the world alight, but he, he was on the front foot. He tried... It, well, he looked like he was trying, which on Friday night was an achievement for any of them. Um, I've actually never wanted to see Olivier Giroud in an Arsenal shirt so much because, oh my God, if I see Kieran Tierney and Nicolas Pepe putting one more half-decent cross that no one bothers to get on the end of, I might saw my leg off. In fact, I might saw a finger off for every co- for cross. Because, I mean, how Tierney didn't turn around and punch half of them at half-time? Because you'd think by about the second cross, they'd all clock what he wanted to do. Um, yeah, Smith-Rowe was, everyone, you know, I'm a big fan and he proved me right once again. Um, Bukayo looked lively when he came on. The Maybe something you lot haven't spoken about was you spoke about the right-hand side. The left-hand side also worried me. I saw a stat. Gabby passed to Tierney once. Tierney passed to Gabby twice. And if your two wingers, two wide players on that side, only pass to each other three times, you're going to have a problem. Um, So I think something that they need to work out quite quickly is what's Gabby's role in this team because I'm not quite sure they've worked out what it is yet and I'm not quite sure he's worked out what it is yet um he's always going to be a player that's a little bit erratic I love him but he's he's a little bit unpredictable which is fine because as a wise coach once once told dad about me we don't really know what they're going to do so the other team can't either um but I think that that makes it difficult and I think that's why I see him more as a centre forward than a winger Um, because I think you can be a bit more unpredictable up top so they just need to work out what they're doing there Um, but honestly I tried to blank out the second goal from my mind so um, I'm actually not going to speak about that because the less I think about it the better for my mental well-being so Unfortunately, Madeline, I have to say I 100% agree with you. I think um, you're right about Lukonga. I think he looked decent in, in glimpses, Tierney, number of good crosses in the box. But it was, it was Smith Rowe was the, the only one that looked like making anything happen. And obviously, we love that. We, You especially, Madeline, big fans of Emil Smith Rowe, as anyone that would have listened to the podcast will know. And Look, looked hungry actually, uh, proving that the new contract he deserves it. Proving he deserves the number ten shirt. So that was that was about the only positive from the evening. But as much as we like to see that, Carl, was it worrying that the only time we looked like doing anything was when our twenty-one-year-old attacking midfielder got on the ball? It's incredibly worrying. It, 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 yeah, I, I you. You can't underplay that the, the putting Balogun up top from the start is a big loss to the club, to the to the to the team. Having Lacazette up front, which probably would have been the, who would have been up front, 
he, he he does help bring everything together a lot more. He's used to playing with all these players now. Okay, you know, Balogun's probably used to playing at Smith Rowe to a certain extent from their time in the reserves and to an extent the youth team, uh, along with Saka as well when he came on and stuff. But it 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 it, it does it does make a difference. Uh, Martinelli was disappointing. I, I tend to agree with Madeline. I think he's going to. I've always thought he was going to end up as a centre forward, but he has got that. He has got that drive that we didn't see in, in the game, where he just goes straight at opponents, and it just wasn't there on for whatever reason on Friday night. So that would be nice to see that. But I think he'll be on the bench. Um, come, well, he might be up. For, Assuming Lacazette and about well, let's talk about that later. But uh, yeah, who's going to be up front on on, on Sunday is a, is a question in itself. But yeah, it was a bit much, too much like um, too much like pre-Christmas last year, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. It was very pre-Christmas, Carl. It was a lot of well, Tierney putting the ball across, especially, and no one in the middle. And in, in fact, the only time was right towards the end where we played a little bit of football down that left-hand side. And then I can't remember who had the shot. Pepe. Pepe, yeah. A very good save, to be fair, as well, for the goalkeeper yeah. that we tried to buy. I think that's why else I like, I think I prefer Gabby up top because the person in that team that is actually most likely to get onto the end of one of Tierney's crosses is probably Gabby. But if he's playing out wide, he almost goes for either an underlap or an overlap with Tierney. And that's obviously then hampers his ability to get in the box and make either a front post, back post run. In the Europa League in his first season, there was a few occasions where Tierney had put a ball in. He'd head, I think he headed one in. You know, he's, he's really good in and around that box. And I like Balogun. And there was glimpses where you could see how much he'd played with Smith Rowe, especially early on when before we went one down. They they played some quite nice football together, but there was no real end product. And I think, I'm not saying he's a starter, but I think over time that will mature into something actually quite fruitful. But to go into the first game of the season with a 19-year-old leading your attack, it's not not really the ideal situation, is it? A 19-year-old with no first first team well, yeah. experience. Who's making well. his Premier League debut? Yeah, it would, it would have been a nice one to bring on with two 0 up with 15 minutes to yeah. go. Yeah, and running at a tired defence to give him that experience, that confidence. Yes, learn to be. So, Dave, I'll go on, sorry, off you go. And what I will say, and this is, oh, I haven't spoken to Carl, so it was interesting how the game flowed with Mr. Oliver. And Madeline doesn't totally agree with me, but I think if you're changing the rules, I'm cool. The game needs to flow. But they targeted Smith Rowe. It's, it's not, it just gets on my nerves. I, I know full well if we do the tackles that some, some of the Brentford players done, there was there was two in particular, one on Smith Rowe, can't remember, I think it was on Tierney, the other one, they'd have been yellow cards. I'm sorry, but they would have been. And and that was a joke that he didn't book the player for the one on Smith Rowe in particular. It's just a joke. 
that's been back in a full grand though isn't it because last year that would have been a booking if that makes sense i get what you're saying but he's a he's a he's a big boy mr oliver is Mm. Uh, he's just had and this is goes for all the english referees without the influence of mike riley they all had a really good euros all of them were really good Andy taylor had a really big thing to deal with in that he dealt with it the as as good as could possibly be and oliver had a great one as well and they're back and they're back to their normal crap selves straight away still got 84 year old martin atkinson referee and sorry i'm going on a bit of a ref rant about refs who gets it wrong from five yards and then v on on the newcastle max and var can't even overturn that which was the most obvious not a penalty ever right it's a joke i mean these these guys are a joke they're, 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 it's just rubbish the rubbish referees um with a rubbish bloke in charge and that and the foul on on Smith Row, sorry, going back, calming down a bit, was a yellow card, and every day of the week. And when we do that on Jorginho, and he takes 16 rolls, there'll be a yellow card shown. Dave, you, you agree with me, Cole, because I'm not saying it would have made any difference to the result at all. No, it's not It's not to do with, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, we, we've had this one rule for certain teams, like we, back in the past with Stoke and all that, back in the day where oh, we, where we judge the teams you know we know they play a certain style and we have this with Burnley still um and it's a, that's a nonsense every team should be refereed the same and and, it, and it's already started that Brentford being the plucky upstarts are getting away with certain things and that shouldn't be the case and I don't want to take the glory out of Brentford either because Brentford were fantastic on the day uh, and thoroughly deserved everything they got and we deserved everything we got but just referees need to start being reasonable and being fair. 16 fouls, I think it was. No yep. yellow cards. Yep. And and two, at least two of them were yellow cards. The, the one I particularly was upset about, Kyle, was when we actually did have our decent effort on goal and the goalkeeper said it. But I, I couldn't tell you who'd taken him out. But they absolutely took Smith Rowe out. And I've yeah. no problem with the advantage. In fact, good advantage. I'm, Good referee in there. Oh, that was in the second half. So that wasn't yeah. one of the dirty fouls. That was that was off the ball where he passed it and the geezer just took him out so that he couldn't be part yeah. of the game. And he had absolutely. He should have just gone back on yellow card. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see yeah. if he if he's consistent as the, as the weeks go on, Mr. Oliver. And then Mr. Magoo, Martin Atkinson, see if he's a consistent and if VAR can actually do something in the in the case of the West Ham Newcastle match. Neither neither that, that would have changed the result either. West Ham were actually brilliant and shockingly good, actually, I thought. But there you go. Um changing the subject away from Arsenal. One thing we haven't actually discussed or even mentioned yet is um Arteta. How much of the of the blame lies with him on Friday, Dad? Do you think is it difficult to blame him because of the circumstances of the team that he's just had to basically throw together, or can you still look at it and say he got that wrong? He got this I'm, wrong. I'm, should have I'm done still this. saying he, he got things wrong. I don't. I genuinely don't know what had gone on with Lacazette and Aubameyang. When I was after, I come over. You or Madeline was talking to me the other day, and they said. It was minutes from being called off, but they had to play. Um, so I do have some sympathy. I'm a big Arteta fan. I'm not convinced he's got very much of a future at the moment. 
because no matter what, there is no excuse for that performance because it was poor. And I went Madeline in that you don't need to be a genius to work out Brentford are going to chuck a long throw in at some point. If you've watched them over two or three seasons, you know they do it. And and to watch that was an absolute disgrace. To get to half time when I, I don't know, they're probably out of sit chambers down in the changing room, stopped his head spinning because he was all over the shop. You sit there and you go, you've got to do something. And if we come to my, one of my things for later on is, I'd have done something. I'd have put either Cedric or I'd have put Maitland-Niles on in that position because Chambers, I, I, I struggle to see where he comes back to from that. You'd have put Certainly a right not back. a right back. You'd have put a right back on to play right back, would you? Well, I might have put a right back. Funny enough, Carl, right at the end, I might have put a right back on instead of a left back, at right back. I mean, <laughs> you've got three right backs and you put a left back on at right back. So take away one's wants to go, yeah, or possibly two want to go. You might have gone, mm, let's just put a right back on there for a while. You instead, whatever confidence Cedric might have or might not, or make the Niles, you've then gone and put a left back on in their place. I mean, you would, you couldn't write this stuff. It's you not twelve-year-old exactly football. You know exactly why that is, though, don't you? It's because we're trying to get rid of both of them and shoving them on in case they get injured. That really hampers your sale. That's why. Mm. Well, uh, I have to say there was a press conference on Thursday. Uh, he cut a bit of a frustrated figure, Arteta did. Didn't want to answer any questions, particularly. This is before the Friday match, this is. Uh, didn't want to answer any questions. Um, weren't overly um, cooperative at all. Now, whether at that point he knew about the Lacazette or Bamiyang situation, whether that was breaking in front of him and he just thought, you know, bloody hell, you know, and just, just was feeling feeling the heat a little bit because it had ruined all his plans. Or if he was that, because at the time he just thought he's just frustrated. He's frustrated because he hasn't got rid of the players he wants to get rid of and he hasn't bought with the players he wants to bring in. Um, it, which incidentally, actually, the three that we bought in, I know we're not going to talk about that, but they're the three I'm really happy with. I was really happy with all three signings. But, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I feel for him a bit, but I think a lot of it's of his own making on this one. You you would question, did you see the stat that came up when we're losing at half-time under Arteta? What the bleeding hell is he saying in the changing room? My God! If you can't motivate a group of players for the opening game of a season, when you've finished eighth the season before, a load of you are probably fighting for your place at the club and you can't motivate them to go go out there and put in a performance. Because I don't know about you, but if that was me, I'd really want to ruin Brentford's party. You know, their first game in the Premier League... I'd really like that to be a nice sort of dampener on the occasion as if to go, yeah, I hope you had fun in your first game, but we've put four past you. Spot on. But there was none of that. And I get he can't control the Aubameyang and Lacazette situation. That I get. 
And again, I have some sympathy with him there. But at the same time, you have a pre-season where you've basically had however many months to work with all those players, because I think Gabby was the only one, oh, and obviously Ben White, the only one that hadn't been there for that long, that you hadn't had a substantial amount of time to work with, to go, this is how we're going to play. We're going to implement an identity and a style of football, of which we haven't done, and we're getting him for nearly two years of his reign, you know. If you can, any of you can tell me how Mikel Arteta wants to play football, please do, and I'll happily sit and listen. Um, if you can tell me more than, well, no, that was going back to the Gabby thing of he almost looked like he's been overcoached. Carl mentioned it earlier that he looks really good when he picks up the ball and runs at someone. He looks like someone sat him down and gone, I don't want you to do that anymore which has taken away one of his best assets, but maybe I'm stupid. But no, I'm losing faith in Mikel Arteta at a rapid rate. Um, and I really want him to succeed, but it's not looking likely. So, Madeline, based on that assessment, would it be fair to say you're not feeling too confident about playing Chelsea on Sunday? Yeah, someone asked me today, you probably know who asked me today, um, about how I was feeling on Sunday. And I said, if we lose by less than two, that looks like an achievement, in my opinion. If 11 of them out there look like they've put 85% effort in, fine. As much as it pains me to say, the scum down the road looked like they were fighting for a manager, were fighting for a badge, looked like they wanted to be out there looked a bit like we've got nothing to lose our best player is doing lord knows what we're we're playing the champions we've got fans back they put everything into that performance and when you can get Deli Ali to do as much tracking back as he did Nuno Espirito Santo should probably give himself a round of applause if we put in a performance like that and lose fine do you know what Chelsea are a better side I can it hurts, but it's, it's the truth. But I'm not feeling confident that that's the sort of performance that's going to come out. Do we share Madeline's optimism? Um, I, I'm, I'm with Madeline at the moment. Anything less than three, I think, would be a bonus. Um, I'd... Well, I mean, you two know what I've been like for a few days. I've, I've, I've nearly got over Friday. It's Thursday night now. Um, genuinely, it was so poor, so frustrating. Um, I hadn't really thought of the Stoke analogy till today. I will give Tottenham their due. They at least looked like they were battling. Um, and... Yeah, and fair play to them. They've taken advantage of Man City without half their players playing. So, would we have done that? Probably not, is the answer. I'm being honest. I think we'd have still turned up and gone, they're probably going to beat us. Whereas, um, I can't remember the young man, Tadong, Tan, however you say, Tananga. Tanganga. Yeah. 
it's all of a sudden that like a world beater. This is your 12th warning. If you, if, if, if you foul again, I'm going to tell your captain, I'm going to give you another warning. That was a, another ridiculous one. But uh, yeah, got away with a few, I think. But he had the heart, he had the heart, didn't he? He, you know, he obviously had been told don't give Sterling any space, and <laughs> blimey, he didn't. I think he's still carrying him in his pocket now. It was uh, a good performance by the young man. Very good performance. Uh, oh, right back could do with a player like that ourselves. Um, I'm a bit more optimistic. Well, no, I'm not optimistic. Thank about you, Carl. I'm all, I was just coming to you. I was going to say we normally get it from Madeline. I know I'm not getting it from Dad. So can you provide us with any? Anything to look forward to on Sunday? I think the first time I came on this podcast was just before the Chelsea match last year. I think I was going on about giving Smith-Rowe a blow and all that. Uh, when I said, <laughs> I've rephrased that, actually. <laughs> giving Smith-Rowe a go going midfield or in, in the number 10 spot. And uh, he, he, he did do the business that day. Saka's going to play. Be interesting if he plays up front. I'm not sure on the status with Eddie. Is he available? I don't know. He is um, not, as far as I've seen. He's still working in the gym. So okay. So there's um, we've we've obviously got that issue up front, um, which probably will mean Martinelli playing there. Or I, I, I'd hazard a guess that. Um, but they'll be working on something like that. That's assuming Lacazette and and Bellingham are as unavailable as they've said they're unavailable. Um, I'm not sure that, that the case if that was done on Thursday, 10 days in it with the old um, thing, might just about squeeze it in a dime. Uh, but yeah, I'm a bit more positive. We do need everyone to be playing well. We need the crowd to be right on it and, and being positive and getting behind the team. Doesn't help when they do a, well, yeah, the first thing they do is probably <laughs> divide the club <laughs> with the with the, the taking of the knee. But um but they need just to get behind all the players and um, and hopefully from that, from Smith Rowe, he, hopefully he gets protection from whoever the referee is because you can bet your bottom dollar again that um, he's going to get kicked, kicked about a bit. Christ, they just done it in the pre-season friendly against us, kicked us about a bit um, and got away with it. So... Um, I'm, I'm hoping the referee will be on the ball and we can get a few few um, opportunities and score from them. But I think we're going to be very reliant on Saka, Smith-Rowe, Xhaka, particularly from set-pieces, um, and uh, and Tierney. And hopefully the other young lad in, in midfield will, will have a good game. Please don't give me El Nenny. The other thing with the fans need to be on it, that also relies on that lot having a fast start. If they start slow, yeah, the fans will get frustrated and they've lost it. Mm. So, Absolutely, 100%. Need, need, need us behind them, but for us to stay behind them, we need, yeah. a, far, we need a fast start. Yeah. Um, like we did last year. Yeah, good day that was. Enjoyed that one. It certainly was. Right, I'm now coming coming over to old Pep Guardiola up here. He's told me he's got a master plan, or at least some players he wants to see selected. So come on then, Dad, who 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 would you like to see? How would you set about it? Well, I I know the young man doesn't want to play as as a right back or a right wing back, but I would 
I would play young Ainsley. A, he seemed to have the calmest of temperaments. Um, Chelsea have got a, I don't know, smorgasbord of choices up front. They have got Pulisic, who I absolutely love. They've got, um, who else they got that plays out wide? Um, well, Burner. I think they've got Havertz. I'm thinking maybe Mount will play off the left, maybe. Um, Hudson-Odoi. Hudson-Odoi. They've obviously got that man up front that he's already giving me nightmares and I'm not even at centre-half. So, um, so yeah, they, they, they've got multiple choices, but... I would stick in there if if you didn't if you didn't want to play Bellerin and you didn't want to play Cedric because he wants to get rid of one or both. Fine, don't play him, but stick Ainsley there because I think he, he, if I was Chelsea and I saw Callum's name on the on that list for playing as a right-sided full fullback or wingback, I would be. Laughing, I know exactly where I'd be putting the ball. Allardyce told him that, didn't he? Allardyce said it last year. He says, "Fly me, you, 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 you take your right hand off to go and play for Arsenal at, at fullback." Yeah. You should. You, you, it's up to him. Does he want to play for Watford for the rest of his career, or does he want the opportunity to play at the highest level with one of the biggest clubs in the game? Yeah. Right. But he's got to play at fullback, not centre mid. He's got so much talent. Uh, he will fit the system even more so now with this. You know, we're moving higher up the pitch because yeah. he's got pace. And he's got a good first touch. He will be playing right back rather than left back because we look what we got. We got two left backs now. Um, oh yeah, but you can play one of them as a right back if you. Yeah, he needs to grab his opportunity. And that, I thought, sorry, Dad. I thought him getting in the England squad as a right back would be. The solidification to him to go, do you know what? Yeah, this is this is my position. But that didn't seem that didn't seem to happen. I've, I've no idea. But so what? You know, I I don't think you got much choice about playing Mari. You know, again, he wasn't great the other night. But I don't think he'll play him. I think he'll play holding. He could play being Rob. In which case, I'd definitely play Ainsley. And or he could play Chambers in the middle, maybe. I don't know. That would be a bit of a surprise, but there you go. If you put um, Chambers or Holden in, do you move Ben White to the left side? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Don't know. But I'd, I would definitely play Ainsley. And, and then... You're going to have to play Xhaka. Yes, to... I would. Sorry. Uh, just going back to bad in there. Yes, I would. I've just thought that through very quickly. Yes, I would. Because we've got less issues on the left side. Yeah. Although you wouldn't know it the way Bari played the other day. No. I don't know if, if Gabby's actually training again yet. don't know. He was, he was out on the grass, but he wasn't with the whole group. Okay. And I, I'm, I'm playing Martinelli up, up top. 
I'm, I thought I'm you were going to say at left back then. No, no, I, I genuinely, I, I still think he's, that's ultimately where he's going to end up. You put him in the team, you got Saka, you got Pepe, you've got Smith Rowe. I'd, I'd take it Odegaard's not going to be available. It's you probably are probably asking quite a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Odegaard, hang on, hang on. We haven't we haven't got to that bit yet. You're ruining Matthew's you're ruining okay. Matthew's schedule. But you, you know, at least get get a bit of pace at the back. Make the Niles will go down the outside of Pepe. At least, you know, at least give give the other team something to think about and go from there. That's my my opinion. Go, I, you know, Bellerin maybe obviously doesn't want to be at Arsenal anymore. Got nothing against him. I don't mean he's worth what anywhere near what people think he's worth. He might have been worth 25 million once. He ain't anymore. No. I think you'd be lucky if you got 15 for him. In fact, if somebody no. offered 15, I'd. There'll be some bargains to be had uh, late on, and I don't want Maitland-Niles to be one of their bargains. I want him no. to just turn uh, to have turned around already, and told Arteta, "Okay, right back," because he must be re- get the message. You're not gone. You've not gone, mate. No one's come yeah. in for you. Get the bloody message. Knuckle down, right back. There's got to be something there for him. Yeah, there has to so, be. Chambers ain't a right back. Never has been. He's done wonderfully well covering for most of the games, but we all knew there was going to be an issue at some point. Uh, where he, there was that fella at uh, Bloody Swansea always comes back to give me Jefferson nightmares. Jefferson Montero. <laughs> he must still have nightmares about him. Um, and then that, 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 this allowed Chambers to, 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 to go back into a centre-ass role, which is more than adequate yep. at he's a very good centre half or a good centre half who could become very good. Um and let's go from there. We 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 need Mari which wasn't good the other day. I don't I've got nothing against Mari. He's he, when he came in last year, I thought he'd done pretty well and all that. In fact one of the games was the first game against Chelsea when we won. Uh, he, he played very well in that one, although he gave away a penalty right at the end. But um Oh God, sorry, bad. He was members. in an Arsenal shirt. What were you expecting? Indeed, yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd go along with that, Kev. I'd go along with both of them. I'd, just I'll a quick agree. point on Jefferson Montero. Just oh. you always have one one season wonders. You've got your meat shoes, your um, Tarat in the Boney. championship. Wilfred Boney's a good example. Jefferson Montero is the biggest one game wonder I've ever seen. He absolutely. Roasted Callum Chambers that evening. He plays for Ashford Town now. Does he actually? No, I just made that up. But it just sounded quite good, though, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. he's done nothing since, has he, particularly? Nope. Um, no. Dad, quickly, not because I enjoy disagreeing with you or anything, um, but I'd switch Pepe and Saka on your wings. Or sit Pepe out on the left. Yeah, and Saka out on the right because that's where both their their good performances came last year. Okay. Otherwise, you 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 want Ainsley next to his mate? Is that what it is? Well, the hair end link up is easier if it's along that side, but I think Pepe becomes too predictable otherwise. And I don't. don't Oh look, 
Nicholas Pepe's out on the right. He wants to use his left foot. I wonder what he might do. Oh, if I show him down the outside, it's going to work a lot better. Yeah. What's wrong with them swapping around during a game? Well, they're allowed to do that, yeah. yeah I said I, that. I, I, they're allowed to float. I'm, I'm, I've got no problem with what you just said there. I think that's worth a shout. You could even, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm and not then... totally without heart, though, for this game. I, I, Chelsea are a really good team. Uh, we played the pre-season against them. We lost and we should have won. Um, I did did watch a lot of the game, not all of it, but we should have won it. Um, I can't remember we made the soppy mistake. There was a, I was Bellerin, wasn't it? Yeah, um, just dreadful mistake. Sorry, but um, yeah, I, I, I think we've got a chance. But Chelsea are a really good team, and probably, probably my tips for champions this year. Yeah, that's what I said. The only um, thing is, it's the type of game we'll turn up in after a woeful performance the week before. It's the type of performance we'll turn up, we'll put it in, we'll look great, and we'll all go, well, why the hell can't we play like that every week? So there is always hope. Tune in next yes. week when <laughs> Madeline sit when we say, why didn't we play how we did like them before? We've lost. Yeah. Uh, well, Arteta's... I'm not an Arteta out person, uh, but Madeline was a little bit disappointed with him, and she's every right to be. Um, he's got two tough games now, plus a, 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 a Carling Cup tie that means, or whatever it's called now, it means a lot more than it would normally do in between. So it'll be interesting to see how he copes with all of that. Yeah. All on the telly as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, it will be interesting. And hopefully, if nothing else, we'll have a good time Sunday. I know a few of us will, will be there. Indeed, yeah, three of us will be. Let's move on to signings because it looks like we're going to make some signings. And Dad, because you've already jumped the gun once, talk to me, Martin Erdegaard. We're happy with it, aren't we? I'm I'm happy with it. And I I, I can't remember again which, it might have been you, I was talking to Matthew and I said, I don't understand all the negativity of. He's not this, he's not that. He's 22. Like this time last year, they probably wanted 50 or 60 million for him. It's 30. I actually thought, outside of when he got injured for Norway and then was playing and was clearly injured, I thought he looked half decent. Anybody who scores against Tottenham immediately went up in my book. But, you know, I thought, I thought he looked a, a good player. Madeline will know my opinion on on Mr. Madison, who I've, I've just I've, I've, I've no doubt he's he'll score against us, but he ain't sixty to seventy million pounds worth. Admittedly, your opinion on James Madison isn't actually his fault himself. To be fair, it's your your problem was always the valuation of which technically he didn't give himself well not even technically he didn't give himself he didn't give it to himself no, no and and it's quite interesting because the what's his name gabby abongla or you know oh odegaard's are not worth 30 million you've you've just spent 32 million on buendia mate so tell me his stats from the season before when norwich went down Tell me how good he is for 32 million plus add-ons. So he'll score against us as well now. 
He probably will, but you know, he, you have to put it in 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 relation to other things. I I I'm quite happy to see him back. I'm I'm happy in the sense that I thought getting somebody back on loan with even with another time of no, you know, with no thing about buying him. So let's let's be real Madrid's development side. I'm I don't agree with that. So I think 30 million, okay, maybe slightly more than we wanted to pay, but I think he's a good player. I think he's 22, and if you look at, you know, bless him, Ed, who's getting a bit of stick um, for for our transfer dealings. I think our, our issues with our transfer dealings are we have bought some duffins, but it's the wages we've paid people. For, for the first time in a while, you look at what we're buying, they're all young. Ben White's 23. What's he got? 10 years, potentially? You You start to look through. And, and you go, they're all young. And that is the only way. I, I don't want to see it by any more. There's a blueprint there. It's good. And it's not yeah. a blueprint of bloody Chelsea. Well, either. that was what I was going to say that, Carl. It's not, you know, this bloke's had a great career at Chelsea. I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking Peter Cech. But what happened to the good Peter Cech? Because I didn't see him other than when he played for Chelsea. No, he, he saved a penalty against Troy Deeney once. He did. He did once, which was a good moment. Was, but yeah. you, you look at, you know, again, David Louise. I'm not saying he's rubbish, but we paid eight million quid for a bloke, and I don't know what paid him. It was never that good. He got away with things at Chelsea because he had really good players around him. I look at Lukonga. He looks a good player. Tavares looks looks a good player. Eight million pounds. You bought Ben White, okay, 50 million, probably more than he's yeah. true valuation, but he's English. Yeah, you get this English um, value added tax on you on him. But, yeah. uh, I, I like the three signings. I mean, uh, Ben White is a good signing. He's a, he's a really good player. I always thought he was a decent player. Um, the uh, Lekonga in midfield, he's he's come, come along and he's, he's done a job straight away, probably when you would have thought he would have been on the bench. More than yeah. likely, and because of part of his injury, um, but in in pre-season he looked good. And Tavares, um, I could say heaven's missing an angel, but that'd only be a joke for people over the age of fifty. But <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's looked a decent player, and, and at last we've got cover for for Tierney without putting a right back there. So I'm happy with them. The the guy Odegaard, I thought we would be paying thirty-five to forty. And, and I think we've got a bargain at that price, quite frankly. Uh, I could be proven wrong, but I think that's a really good price for him. I think um, um, two years' time, come two years, we could be selling him on a double that if 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 we well, start and, moving and forward. And giving Madrid a, a chunk of money. But... It doesn't sound like we are. It sounds like they've got buyback calls. No, we've, been, we've been very tight with it. Yeah, good. And I as I say, I you know I wanted him back, Carl. But what I didn't want to do was the Real Madrid development side. No, we we got the option of, by all accounts, of if if for example AC Milan came in and offered fifty million, and um, we have to say Real Madrid they've offered fifty. Do you want to buy him? 
um, and that sort of thing. Um, I think we've got a great player there, a very good player who, who, who could become really good. Yeah. yeah. The only concern I've got is let's not stump Smith-Rose growth no. on, on this, and that's something they'll have to work on um, between the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the League, between the them two, Pepe, Martinelli, and Saka, and uh, do a little bit of rotation so that we've always got fresh players for all games. Yeah. And I also think, to add to that, you're not going to find many number 10s for cheaper than £30 million. Agreed. So, I mean, Blimey, Villa were trying to pay 35 for, for Smith-Rowe. He's, exactly. he's got 20 games behind him. Exactly. Now, I so, think Smith-Rowe's great, but nonetheless, blimey. Also, we, can I go on to signing number two? Yeah, we're going to go, go for Ramsdale. Go for it. Um, Mr. Aaron Ramsdale. I feel a bit sorry for him already, and he's not even put an Arsenal shirt on, which never bodes well. Because I think, again, going back to the... He doesn't value himself. He doesn't choose how much money a club pays for him, whether or not we've over or underpaid. It was evident, a bit like Odegaard, he wanted to be here. Yeah. And as much as there's things I disagree with Arteta, he said early on, people shouldn't need convincing to come here. You know, you, you want players that, that wanna that wanna play for you. And they're two players that want that. So yeah. if we have again, go back to English tax. You're go- you're going to pay more for an English keeper. He's young. I presume somewhere in the plan, Leno leaves next year, which, judging by Friday night's performance, probably won't be the biggest loss of the century. I think the the, the other side of it, you know, there was rumours towards the end of the season of he wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then he and then he stayed. But so I, I think. Ramsdale, I mean, again, he's played for two clubs that have been relegated. Probably not entirely his fault. Um, I saw a thing today where someone had looked at all the goals he conceded for Sheffield United last year. And he went, yeah, there there was some he could have done better with, things he could have done. But my God, was the defending in front of him woeful. Was he at Bournemouth the year before? Yeah. Yeah, Bournemouth weren't exactly famed for their outstanding defensive stability either so it was probably like I mean he'll have his practice in and he'll be used to shots on site um good with his feet which I think is probably what holds Leno back the most I don't think if if I watch City I watch Chelsea I watch Liverpool they start attacks from the back we don't we Friday night was let's give the ball to Ben White and let's hope he does some nice Ball movement with it. It was how quickly can I get rid of this? Um, and that's probably what holds Leno back slightly. Yeah. Um, but Ramsdale grew up an Arsenal fan, wanted the Arsenal move. So, look, it's probably a bit too much, but it is what it is. And if he's going to put on an Arsenal shirt and show me that he deserves it, then good on him. So. So really? spot on. I get really fed There's been all, all these bloody idiots going online and giving him stick. I mean, what's that about? You don't give your own players stick, no matter what. It's not his fault that he's being bought for 24 million rather than, I don't know, 18 million or whatever. How much do you want to pay for a goalkeeper? He had a great season at Bournemouth. He had a really good season. They got relegated. 
nothing to do with him. He went to Sheffield United, and, and I've seen a few things about him. He started off, he was a bit shaky. Um, with all due respect, I mean, Sheffield United is a leap up from Bournemouth. Um, yep. um, all due respect to Bournemouth. Um, but the Sheffield United fans got behind him. They didn't they never and, and as the season went on, they, they they said he was really good. He's a decent goalkeeper. I don't know how good. Um, to be honest, time will tell. But I don't think Leno's ever been the answer. We got rid of Martinez because Martinez wanted well, let's be honest about it, he wanted to go, I think. Um, it would have been nice to have kept him and, and maybe got rid of Leno then, but we didn't. We've done what we did, and here we are now. Uh, a couple of years on, we've got a player. I didn't realise he was an Arsenal fan, um, but he, he certainly does want to play for Arsenal. Um, he, he, we got that. Uh, same with Odegaard, and I'm really happy to have them both. All we all we need now is a right back to go with them, which hopefully Maitland-Niles will actually make up, smell the coffee and save us a few bob. And ironically, Carl, in what you said, where, where they're all giving stick about, you know, trans transfer dealings, you, you've actually said Martinez wanted to go. Yeah. Well, that and let's he not had, pretend... He had a year on a contract and he said, you play me as first choice or I'll go. Which and I must say is a really a bad attitude because how can you expect a club to turn around and say to you, yeah, you're definitely going to be first choice? You can't. Yeah, and, and, and the bit other people, you know, but, but again, I go to all of the negativity which the press seem to delight in at the moment, in one form or another, is, you know, he was a goalkeeper that didn't want to be there and you sold him for 20 million. If Leno, ironically, hadn't got injured a few weeks before the end of the season. A couple hundred thousand or free transfers. <laughs> there you go, Carl. Yeah, and the other thing is, always always amazes me. I, I watched obviously we watched a load of football last year because it was all on, all on the telly yeah. and everything. Martin has made a bucket load of mistakes at the end exactly. of the season, and they weren't even pulled up about. And I found that really weird. It's because people don't expect Villa to nearly win every game, if that makes sense. Yeah, so when he do. makes a mistake, it's our Villa have lost a game, we sort of maybe expected them to drop points in this game. If Arsenal drop points, no matter how bad we are, it still comes as a shock because of the yes. name, if that makes sense. No one likes us, we don't care. We're getting in the mood for Sunday. <laughs> Turn into Millwall. Us against the world. <laughs> and what I'll say on Ramsdale is that Sheffield United bought him for 18.5 million quid a couple of years ago. They're not going to sell him if they're not going to make a decent amount of money on it. Yeah. So that's the yeah. way it goes. They're getting 5.5 million, or 85% of 5.5 million. So they're just getting under five, 4.75 million, I think that is, around about that figure. For 4.75, 5 million they're getting out of it because they've got to pay the rest down to Bournemouth. Um, it's not a huge amount of money. At the great at the end of the day, he is a good goalkeeper. Now that, that you know, Sheffield United have had two good goalkeepers in the last couple in the last three years. Yeah. They had the guy from Man United, who, who, who looks a decent keeper. Um, he's 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 back at United now, and now they've got uh, and 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 then they had Ramsdale. For them not to turn around and say, "Christ, he's rubbish," 
um, you know, they, they would know, and that doesn't seem to be. They seem to be a, a genuine. He's a good goalkeeper. They seem to like him. Yeah. Hard oh, act to follow. Um, he was as well, Anderson, up there. I mean, ironically, Colin, I've, you know, I was. I've, you, you remember when Arsenal bought Seaman? Yes. He was a lot of money for a goalkeeper. Yeah, 1.3 million, something like that, I think it was yes. at the time, which was huge amounts. And they were replacing a, a, what we considered was a great goalkeeper. We weren't happy with it, were we? The Arsenal no. fans, we liked John Lugic. George Graham said he, he, he replaced one of the best, one of the top five goalkeepers in the league with the best. And that was yep. his view. And I look, at, I look at Ramsdale and you go, he's an Arsenal fan. He's 23. Good age again. Good eight. You've got two, I mean, two real young lads as backup at the moment. So you now got Leno, you've got however many days you either sell him and find a decent number two, or you you stick stick with the two of them and a bit of competition to keep and you, you start looking around and maybe January, you, you say, Leno, because I, I don't think you should have a goalkeeper. Well, we can't afford a goalkeeper worth that much sitting on the bench. I think you're prob- probably right um, that we, 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 might, we might look at January as, as, an, as an opportunity. Um, but you you would still need a backup goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, I mean, Okonkwu is highly rated. Hein is highly rated, although apparently it's the last year of his contract, someone yeah, said. Yeah, he hasn't signed a new deal yet. Um, he needs to get off his Hein horse and sign <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it, it would be nice to think a 19-year-old could be the backup keeper, but I think that's highly unlikely. You'd be, you're really yeah. looking to put Okonkwu out on loan. Uh, if Hines not signed a new contract, then Conquer goes out on loan and Hines is the backup goalkeeper and also plays for the reserves because he needs to play some football, yeah. um, not just be on the bench until such time as we sign a backup goalkeeper. Uh, well, assuming Leno goes and da 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 da. But yeah, I'm happy with the signings. Really don't think there's anything wrong with the signings we've made. It makes for, uh, I think it was on Ask Blog they, they said about it. If they all fit a profile, an age group that is there for, if Arteta goes, there for a new manager to take on, they're a good age. I don't think we need any more experience. They've kept on Xhaka now, and love yeah. him or hate him. Uh, they've kept on Xhaka now. They've got, um, they've got, Party who is what, 27? Yeah, 27, 28. Yeah, so they've got two players in the midfield who can control it. They've got some experience in there with uh, Tierney's got a certain amount of experience, obviously. Um, we could do with the right back issue being sorted. We could probably look at the centre forward position and say that's not been sorted yet. Um, but outside of that, I think we've addressed a lot of issues in a short time. And now all you've got to do is get rid of some of the people that really shouldn't be there. Different issue. There's going to be a fire sale. Every club's going to be doing a fire sale. So it's it's just um, 
it's a stack in it. I mean, we're not going to get a lot of money for them, but let's just take what we can get. If we can get 10 million at Bellerin, I'll be happy. To be honest, 12 million. Yeah. Um, and and a few of the others as well. Just take some money. I mean, Reese Nelson's just wasting his career at the moment. He don't, I don't think he's signing a new contract, but there's no point in spending another season on the fringes. It's just pointing what a reserve can do with someone in a Christ got bad by West Ham the other night. But um, yeah, there's just players like himself need need to just either move on or sign a new contract, get on loan, whatever. Uh, but they're not going to get any games this year. It's not enough games to to to, no. to go round. No, you're the, right. The, the Reese one's interesting, and I was talking to Dad about it the other night about how when especially Reese and Eddie broke through. They were sort of two that, as a fan base, we were all really excited about. And it was those two are our next big thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't think those two can argue that they haven't had the opportunities. I would Reese can probably argue that last year he was harshly done by. I don't know what went on, but for him to be behind Willian was not right. No. But what I said to Dad was... It's Saka who's in Reese's position. He yep. got the opportunity and he took his opportunity. Reese didn't. Emil got his opportunity, took his opportunity, and Eddie hasn't taken his either. And so that's what you've got to do. Exactly that. You've got to do it. It's you know, you can't you can't just keep hanging on to these people because you're going, Oh well, we've had a few that have left in the past, Gnabry, Marlon, whatever. And they've gone on to be really good players and they've come through our academy. At some point, you're going to have to let them go. So, I was, another thing about our test, sorry, just changing something slightly. He's proper binned off William now, isn't he? He'd literally, yeah. he, he, well, I say binned off, they wouldn't have been big enough. He's probably put him in a skip because, good grief, he couldn't even put a shirt on in the matches in, in pre season, could he, without it looking like he was pregnant? That was unbelievable. But he's, he's proper binned him off and good on him. I'm sorry, if people said, oh, well, you're trying to sell him, you shouldn't be doing that. Well, actually, no, you, you want to know. He, he, he spent all back in the last season telling everyone he weren't happy and he was moving on. And then he's changed his mind because he's earning all that money. Well, you're binned off. You're in the skip. Jog on. You can go and play with the reserves. They need a little bit of, uh, you play 20 minutes for them and eat an hot dog at the end of it or whatever you're going to do. It's just, it's just, I think he's done it right. Bin him off. Yes, yeah, completely, completely and utterly agree. Jumping in on you there, Madeline. Apologies. Oh, it's all right. I was done. Yeah, well, I think I think that's uh, that's all of us done. I think that's been a good hour actually. We found some light at the end of the sort of dark tunnel we found ourselves in at the minute. Whether we'll be going, well, will, will we going, yeah, forward to that next week or further away from the light next week? We'll have to see. But we found we found something positive and happy to talk about. So thank you, Carl, for coming back on. And as as usual, any time you're free, we're always happy to have you on the show. It was my pleasure, mate. It's my pleasure. Good to see you again. And uh, obviously, Madeline Dad, as usual, thank you for coming on. Thank you're you. so welcome. And we thanks, will... Carl, because you lifted me out of my depths of despair. Trust me, by Monday, we'll be back in it. <laughs> well, we'll, we will have to see, but we'll be going to, to the game Sunday and we'll see 
how how that makes us feel come come Monday or whenever we record because we're all over the place in a minute. But thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back at some point next week. Goodbye.